Hey everyone, we're back. It is Saturday night. This is Fig and Lock Talk. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Hey everyone, sorry it's been so long since we've come to you guys with some uh, geek news and some local news, but uh, my wife was in town. She uh, is over in California right now, so we don't get a lot of time together, so I wanted to squeeze every ounce of time I had with her, so we kind of decided to wait until uh, this week. Some fun topics to talk about uh, this weekend. We've seen Batman v Superman. Uh, rather than give a review of the movie, because every media podcast outlet out there has reviewed this movie to death, we're going to talk more about where to go from here. What what elements of the movie uh, can be used to put together a really good Justice League film, and how we think that's going to play out. Some other great topics. Uh, Mr. Locke has finished Daredevil, so we'll talk a little bit about Daredevil and where, uh, how, what we thought of the show this season and where we think it can go next season. Uh, also, Archer debuted this week. I missed it, but Mr. Locke caught it, so we'll hit a little, little, talk a little bit about that. And then lastly, Force Awakens came out this week on Digital, H- on digital HD. Uh, they had some fun uh, extras there, especially if you want to see how the making of the film and how, some, how things uh, went into the creation process. So... We'll talk a little bit about where uh, we think uh, The Force Awakens or Star Wars should go from here and uh, Episode 8. And, and uh, actually, we might even comment a little bit about Star Wars Rebels because if you, weren't, if you didn't watch season finale this week, uh, Ahsoka Tano faced off against Darth Vader, uh, who we all know is her master, Anakin Skywalker, during the Clone Wars. So that was a really big episode, probably one of the best episodes I've ever seen on TV, I still I, I couldn't even erase it because I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it again. It was so good. All right, so where you kick it off? Yes, let's do it. All right, so Batman v Superman. Uh, we spent I actually just spent the last hour kind of talking about how we felt about the films. Uh, very polarizing film. People seem to either really like it or really not like it. Uh, I think the general consensus on our end is that we like it. Uh, I think Mr. Lott likes it a little more than I like it, but. Still, some really fun moments in the film. Uh, we got to see a kick-ass fight scene between Batman and Superman. We got to see great. We got to some hints of the Justice League members, what they look like, and the greater universe out there. Uh, Batfleck was awesome. Probably one of the best parts of that entire film. Putting uh, putting to ease a lot of our fears as of Ben Affleck returning to a superhero film. Uh, and Wonder Woman was awesome. Gal Gadot. Knocked Wonder Woman out of the ballpark. By far one of the most fun parts of that whole film. I and mean, when she shows up, the the music starts starts pumping, and like the electric guitar starts going, getting strummed, and just really impactful. When she appeared in the film, did people in the movie theater clap? Oh yeah, like, people were happened? cheering. Like, it was crazy. I thought somebody. I thought she arrived in the theater at the time. Like she just walked in because it was like the way everybody just kind of started clapping for her. And I was like, wow, okay, this is um, you know, with her character, I had probably had. Maybe more of a reserve for her because I thought that they would use more of a. I thought somebody a little more bigger, you know what I mean? Because she's supposed to be an Amazon, oh, and Gal right. Gadot yeah, isn't yeah. a Amazonian body. No, she's you know just I mean? tall. She's but, slender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, but she's not an Amazon. But she did a good job in the context of what the user for. Yeah, you know what I mean? A little, you know, and even a guy I work with, he was talking about it, and and if you didn't know nothing about the film and you watched it. You would have probably thought Gal Gadot's character could have been Catwoman. Oh yeah, it's true because she was doing kind of the thievery. Mm-hmm. Little, little, you yeah, could have thought yeah, that, true. you know. I mean, if yeah. you didn't know that, you would have probably thought she was Catwoman by the way she was doing. You know, the idea of looking at artwork and knowing what was missing and is that so it was kind of like, hmm, that was interesting in his own set. 
you know. But um, yeah, well, it's funny because I never really thought of myself as a Wonder Woman fan. Because uh, I mean, I'm not a. I have nothing against female superheroes, but I'm a, I'm a guy, so I don't really connect well with female superheroes. I mean, you know, I'm a man, so I tend to connect more with male superheroes. But I was geeking out when Wonder Woman was on screen, like when she deflected uh, Doomsday's raid. Not with the, you know the, in the trailer, make it, they think it, they make it seem like it's gonna be her shield, right? But she actually absorbs it with her wristbands first, which I loved. And then there was that great part where she's kind of like, like she's like. Um, Helping stop Doomsday by using the lasso because you know we holding it, yeah, holding the trail. All you see is the sword and the shield, which has kind of been her, kind of become her new weapon. Of so you choice. see all her, you see all her, her niches. Yeah, all so seeing there. her use the wristbands and the lasso of the truth, I, I was geeking out. I loved it. It made me smile when I saw that. Uh, so the the question in our minds because we want to be different. We don't want to necessarily just review this to death because we could do that till all night. Uh, so we really can. Let's talk about where to go from here. We know from the – spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, we know at the very end Superman's dead. Uh, and Batman, you know, he's like, I failed him in life. I'm not going to fail him in death. He knows something's coming. He's been having these these flashes, these foreshadowings. Nightmares. These nightmares, correct, that kind of foreshadow a major event down the road. And he's privy to a greater universe. He's seen Lex Luthor's files indicating that there's a flat – the Flash is out there and – Aquaman and Cyborg, and he's taking it upon himself now to assemble this team. So let's talk about how can Batman assemble the Justice League? Because you know we know Zack Snyder, he's come out and said, the reason why I want to kill Superman is because it would be too easy for Superman to assemble the Justice League. It would be much harder for Batman to assemble the Justice League. So how can Batman assemble the Justice League? And then we know, based on some of the imagery we see in the movie, that looks like it's going to be Darkseid is going to be the the main villain in the upcoming Justice League film. It's the villain coming. Yes. So how do we like? How do we get him? Like, what where, what plot points do you think should be played to get Darkseid in the Justice League film? Well, to bring Darkseid into the film, yeah, like Darkseid's already coming. Because there's, I know, but there's so many stories, right? Like, uh, Darkseid's coming. Well, so well, the idea is. How you're going to get everybody together? Because if for those that don't know, like, really sharp on their comic book ways, in the newest like issue of the Justice League where they brought them, revamped the Justice League once again, Cyborg is the one that brings them all together. Right, the New Fifty Two storyline. Yeah. Correct. So the idea that now we're going to revamp this by having Mister Batflack. I love that. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Have him bring these people together. It's going to be. I don't know if you could put them all together in one film. You know what I mean? The, the interesting thing is they have to come together for one common goal. And what's the common goal going to be? Right. Well, we know Darkseid is coming. And so there's a one of my favorite Darkseid Justice League uh, storylines is the one in which Darkseid seduces Supergirl. And so Supergirl, she just shows up on Earth for the first time. She's just newly discovering her superpowers and Darkseid manages to seduce her to join him. So Superman, Batman, just leading the joint forces to defeat Darkseid and save Supergirl. It's a great story. We know Superman. We know Supergirl exists. She she has her own show for one thing. Correct. And then also, they're based on Man of Steel. Some speculate that the open the open chamber, stasis chamber on the ship, was her stasis chamber. So there's some speculation out there that in this universe, 
Supergirl is out there somewhere. We haven't seen her yet. So could she be the impetus that gets that attracts that catches Darkseid's attention and brings him here, brings him there, bring sets his attentions on Earth? I mean, what, what I mean, we know Darkseid's coming, but what what is it that attracts him to us? Is it? I mean, what, well, what, Darkseid would attract him to us. Like you, you found out in the movie that once Superman's gone, Superman was the protector. Superman protected Earth. So once he died, it sent the alarms, as Lex said. Send the alarms out to everywhere else saying that, hey, now Earth has lost its protector now. And now forces have to come and save, you know, like he, now that the protector of Earth is gone, Darkseid come to Earth and take it over and take it for whatever resources or whatever he does, let his army to come down and take it. Now, what I'm more interested in the idea is you can't have a Justice League without a Green Lantern. Well, there have been a lot of talks about Green Lantern and who's okay. going to take up the mantle. I mean, p- apparently Tyrese Gibson has an option. It's a terrible idea. Uh, I, you know, for a long time they talked about Chris, like when Chris Pine was in negotiations for Wonder Woman, there was a lot of speculation that he was going to take up the mantle as Green Lantern. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know even sure who I would pick as. Which I saw. I saw a little thing again. Here's the name that we speculate him for other roles in the past, but if you used a. Uh, Stewart, I forgot the first name. Was it James Stewart? No, James Stewart's actor. Um, Stewart, the black, the the black um, Green Lantern, yeah, and yeah. use Aegis Elba. As, He's too old though. Is man. he though? He's in his fifties. Is he? Yeah. Is he kind of in his fifties, or a little bit in his fifties? He's pretty in his 50s. early fifties. Is he a is he a fifty like? I might consider the what's the actor who played in Creed? That played. So that's that's gonna be something there too. He's good, I mean, you know. He's he good. is good. Now, see, that's a, that's another thing too. And I guess he uh, Michael B. Johnson, as yeah. we referenced, and, and Michael B. Johnson would be a really good one because he'd be a part of what I would call the redemption tour of superheroes. You make one bad superhero movie, and the second one you do is always good. Yeah, you know, what I mean, that's <laughs> Affleck, he failed, came back. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, he failed, came back again. Chris Pine, Chris you know, Pine, failed, failed, came back, came back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, well, you know, Michael B. Johnson, you failed not because you're acting, because well, the script in this movie, Marvel movie, was bad, very bad. Fox, I'll point out, it's Fox I understand Marvel. that, but it's a Marvel movie, nevertheless, it was bad, and boom, you have him come back as he's a he'd be a you know what I mean he could be you could name you could be Hal he could be Hal or you could make him whatever you want to name him essentially you know what I mean but he could make him Green Lantern. And you have his own little soul thing, whatever, and he could be a guy. And I, I think Idris Elba would work better with my storyline, how you're thinking, because he would be, they could sense that the protector of Earth is gone. Mm-hmm. So, because there's that planet of Green Lanterns that we learned about the, the Green Lantern, Lantern Corps. The Corps, right? So they understand that something's wrong with Earth. They lost their defender. Somebody needs to go there and help defend Earth. So he, they send a person there. And that's when maybe, I'm thinking maybe Lobos, Lobo could be the guy. Yeah, maybe and he come down there. Now you have Just League with Green Lantern. Now with Batman, he could probably team up with the Flash, Kid Flash, mm-hmm. maybe in this film, and they help defend Earth, or whatever. But they have to have Superman come back, and that's the that's the hard part. So I think they could build. They can't have Darkseid come back until Superman come back. So I would rather them see let's see smaller conflicts, whatever, and Batman gets interjects somehow ben affleck interjects in these films mm-hmm. whatever to build to the idea that hey as their film happening he interjects teams them up you know what i mean like so does it become like 
here's the Flash movie, stinger scene. Like, like, like you know how in Marvel you had all those individual films at the very end you'd have like Samuel L. Jackson show Boom. up as and there he is show up as, as and there he is Nick Fury and be like yes. let's talk about the eight like the Avengers Initiative so here it is Flash movie and then post credit scene here comes ba- here comes Bruce Wayne now the see now, like, now hey I want to talk to you about the Justice League <laughs> now and essentially now he won't call it Justice League he was the one that said just the word Justice League mm-hmm. so he would say hey look. It'd be a scene, and they don't. And I guess on DC movies, they're not doing post scene credit movies. No, they're not. They're no, not doing post scene credits. So you'll see it somewhere in between. Right, the right, end. right before the right credits before roll. the credits, you'll see Batman. They'd be wherever, and then Batman will appear in the shadows somewhere with his voice. You ready? Hey, I need your help. Yeah. Are you so and so? I need yeah. your help. You know, what I mean, that could be something. The, there's a threat coming. There's a join, threat coming. Join the team. You know, that could be <laughs> that could be cool. I mean, yeah, that yeah. could it could work out that way, and that way you could. You could still do solo movies. You could have them. They, they, you could, they could build their characters at the end. That's Batman still doing his job, bringing everybody together. All the while, you have your solo Batman movie that Ben Affleck is currently – he's going direct. And right. He's and right. So first and foremost, if he's doing this, whatever, Ben Affleck, for all his worth in the early 2000s, you, from 2000 to 2010, you could take his career and throw it in the trash can in my book because all those movies were very extremely hit or miss. Yeah. But – from 2010 and on, the town and, and the town Argo. was great. Argo, yeah. you know, what I mean, those are great films, and he's been hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. So this Batman movie will be exciting because he's a fan of Batman as well. Yeah. So I can't be more excited for this, you know, I mean, for the idea that, and, and it's gonna be interesting because again, Joker is gonna be in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. So I don't see Joker being in this Batman. If, if Jared movie. Leto is as big as I think he's gonna be coming out of Suicide. Unless his character gets killed, which I doubt, I'm telling you, I would find it hard to. I would find, see. I would find it hard not to have a Batman film without him. Which in my is kind of for me is kind of hard because I would love to see a Batman film where we. I, I actually want to explore other Batman characters. There are other so many all great storylines like Quirrell. Oh, yes. uh, there's um, you know the uh, the Hush storyline. Like there's a lot of great Batman villains. I'd love to see them like. It, I know we love the Joker. We're all obsessed with the Joker. And you get and everybody likes Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Those are the bigger names that have like whatever League of Shadows. Other villains. There's a lot of other stuff out there, but I think it's gonna be. I think it'll be interesting. I'm just interested in seeing how Batman is able to convince these folks to come together because right now his reputation, based on Batman v Superman, is not great. Right? I mean, his reputation, if it, that's out there, is that he's a killer. You know, he's uh, he's kind of stepped over the edge he's very disgruntled so you know how do you like you know snyder made it very clear the reason why superman and i killed him is because he's a beacon of light everyone's drawn to superman so how does this very dark character who's this very polarizing person attract all these other superheroes to come together i think that's gonna be a really fun thing to explore in the coming films and i think i, I kind of think dark side has to be the villain and right out the bat because you need a threat big enough to kind of make people oversee their biases to, towards someone like Batman to want to come together and join a fo- join join the fight. But I think that in, in the same essence, that same thing you don't like about this Batman v Superman movie, 
and most people don't like about it is they're trying to cram it and trying to make it happen too fast. That's true. And if you yeah. pick Dark Side out already from the front, it'd be like the X Men movie saying like the very first, the second X Men film, here's Apocalypse. They're not doing that. You're yeah. X amount of films in well, now, I, and now Apocalypse I, is not making apparent experience. No, and I, I don't disagree with you, especially like Marvel, for example. Like they've been, like we've known since Avengers that Thanos is going to be the big villain that they're going to fight off, fight against, and it's taken them. A shit ton of movies to get to Infinity War, which will happen in 2018, 2019. And that's still questionable if, like, yeah. you'll have you'll have the original casting still there. There yeah. might be a different so, cast. So, I mean, uh, I agree to the sense that, yeah, maybe Darkseid's too big and then you need to move uh, – there need to be other things that happen prior to that. But at the same time, all your nods to a Justice League film in BVS were Darkseid. I mean, Parademons, Boom Tubes. Uh, mother boxes. That could be further. All that could that be stuff. very far in the future, though. Because the they showed, why, why they showed so much of it in this. Because they showed a flash that was warping through time through his his ability to run past in time, run, run in the past, run in the future. He could do that, right? You know, and he had a little more scuff on his face. He looked older. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they don't have to necessarily make it immediately right then and there. This could be further down the line, and I'm all right with that. The problem is that I guess. In my eyes, to me, I guess is I don't really know too many Justice League enemies. Yeah, I and that's the problem. Like yeah. we know X Men enemies, the X Men, the X Men Marvel universe. <laughs> there's enemies galore. Yeah, a galore, a plethora of enemies. You know what I mean? We're in the DC universe and like Superman universe. He, they tend to fight the same enemies over and over and over because yeah. they're this beacon of light that can't kill people well, even, for whatever even, reason. Even right now, like um, the big Justice League run going on right now is the dark is the Dark Side saga. They're fighting Dark Side again in this re- very because very Dark Side he only dies like, once. They they yeah. usually send him away. They usually banish him away yeah. with the help of the motherboards and mother boxes. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, and like I said, it's it's gonna be interesting because you can't. It's gonna seem really. It's gonna be really cheapened. If they sit there and like, all right, oh, here's Cyborg, and he comes up, appears out of nowhere. You have to see him. You have to understand that Cyborg was a high school student football player who, whatever car accident, in this movie, his body's mute. He's just a torso yeah. in this goddamn movie. So uh, what the hell that happened? Like, yeah. what happened? You know what I mean? Flash, I think it's easier to put him together because he's some. you see him as a kid, and you maybe could do something well, on his mother like, dying he's not, and him turning well, yeah, whatever but he is. He, but, I mean, but he's not only a kid, though. He's also he's a, he's a forensic he's a, a forensic psychologist. Like he's a detect- right. he's a member of the of the police squad, you know. And there's a lot there's a lot of story there too as well. Right. By the way, I'm still not how, sure how I feel about the fact that they didn't just use the Flash on the TV from the TV show to be in the, the movies. You know why they didn't? Why? It's a political. It's a it's a financial thing. Maybe you pin him. You pin him in a film. Grossing film like that, the very next season he's gonna want more money. True, but that show is fantastic. That's he fine, is great, and, as the Flash. and he'll keep doing it. But if it'd be like, if, it'd be like, for example, if they whatever it did, they made a Daredevil movie again. They're not gonna use the Daredevil guy from the Netflix series, even but, though he's the by far the hell. That, that I'll tell you what, we're gonna talk about that later. But no, we're gonna talk about that later. I'm not gonna go down that road yet. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I'm just, I mean, it's it's cheap and almost like an Aquaman. The I don't even Aquaman storyline. Like I have no idea how you're gonna t- get Aquaman to join up. You know what I mean? I have the slice idea how you can get Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Because Aquaman's gonna battle for Atlantis. You know what I mean? Like his, yeah. you know. So that's that's a whole another world itself in its own right. right. So I mean, it, it's gonna be interesting. They have they have time, which is good. 
Well, you, but you you brought you made a good point earlier, and you're like, do we wait until the 2020, you know, before we get a Justice League film? Yeah, and that's I mean that's it sucks, but I mean I guess if they want it done right, and for the average moviegoers to not give it a freaking 28 percent. These critics give it a twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, but hold on, you keep, but it got a nine point four IMB though. But you keep beating up the average moviegoer. But like, look, I'm someone who appreciates comics, understands the characters and the backgrounds. But I still took a lot of issues with the story and with the plot and with the characters in this film. I mean, I don't think the I don't think the average moviegoers aren't liking it because they don't understand the characters or they don't understand the comic stuff. I think they they, they didn't like it because. It's it's a jumbled mess. It's the really first hour and a half. Be honest, be honest though. Like I had this conversation once. I was talking about a, I was talking about a video game actually, and I was talking about the idea of people. Like, I was I was playing Division, and the guy was like, "Look, man, I'm tired of these missions. They're kind of always the same. Everything's always kind of the same." I'm like, "There's no game you'll ever run across. It's like everything you do is brand freaking new." And you're like, "Oh my god, this game's so surprising me after 50 hours in." No offense, every movie you watch, eventually that movie's perfect. There's going to be flawed. I think the last movie I saw that I felt every loose end was tied up, whatever, and I didn't leave the film going like, why Why this happened was like Chlorophyll Lane. Chlorophyll Lane tied up. It's, it was a very linear story, but then it took a sharp turn on you, and you're kind of like, oh, and then you know it tied me up. I didn't have wondering at the end, like, why this happened, and this shouldn't have happened, maybe that. That movie, the idea that they're trying to cram so much in, whatever because like i said this this soup that if they to make this movie perfect in a sense that you won't have this feeling of like well that's not right and that's not right you'd have to wait maybe three more years and wait for two other films in the come in front of it well then that's you know what, what I mean? they should have done maybe maybe I, I, just, I, I guess like to me like a perfect like i'll give you in my example is of, of the perfect film that i walked away just elated was force awakens that Force Awakens. Well, I, I watched that movie every time. For I wa- real. Every time I watched that movie, I you get... had no questions about Finn. No, well, no, no. You had no questions about Finn. No, uh, I... no question about Finn. No. The more I watched that None? movie, the more I watched that movie, the more I'm just like, this movie is so perfect. You're telling me that this. I'm not, starts... saying, I'm not saying that there are like people are like. Well, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't questions to be asked. Like why is yeah. Ray, like why, why is Ray so comfortable with the Force and all these other things? Yeah. But but, the, but as far as yes. the, as far as the story goes and the plot. Like it moves, like, I, like there's nothing. It moves, there's no, right? Nothing, it's good no, pacing. Nothing takes right. me out nothing of the takes story. You out of the story. There's, there's right. no scene. It has great only, pacing. There's one scene that takes you out of the greater story, and that's when, that's when the the when Han is dealing with those other with the with those other bandits, and they're there to get him because there's that whole little smuggling deal you're like, going why, awry. What happened? That here? scene there. That's weird. You could take that out. Yeah. But every scene, every moment in that film. Works and is con- and works with the story, and that was my issue with BVS because not every scene in this film works with the story. Every and- scene doesn't work with the story, but at the same time, those scenes, if you're a true, if you're like one of these people that like, they're really deep enriched in the lore of Batman, and everything else, it makes sense because they're they're taking certain knocks to certain things, whatever. Like you said, you saw the fantasy, you saw the nightmare night like dark night nightmare where boom he sees dark he sees dark side it's an apocalypse future where the world metropolis is torn up dark side is obviously there whatever the sons of batman are there and he's trying to figure out a way to take down superman because he has a they he has a feeling that dark side is 
has manipulated Superman to work for him and Dude, make him one of his generals. He doesn't even know who Darkseid is. That's what I'm saying. You can remove that scene and it has like, like you're saying you because you just said you like he has a feeling Darkseid manipulated Superman, but how would he? He doesn't even know who Darkseid is. Like there's no, he doesn't know what he up, is. That's up what I'm saying. Point, there's been no but hint of Darkseid. In the same sense, though, mm-hmm. in the same sense, though, also in the with Flashpoint, all right, with the Flash, Flashpoint, it, when Flash goes back in time, okay, and he saves his mother. And then he goes back. He tries to go back to his regular future, and his regular future is different. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's times during the during that comic and in the movie that's on Netflix. You can watch. It's pretty good. That Flash has a seizure because his dreams are collapsing on one another because the two parallel unif- the parallel universes are collapsing on each other, and he's beginning to vision things that aren't in his his reality. And he's been able to see it, understand. That's why he's able to see, oh, why did Bruce Wayne die and his dad, Thomas, became Batman? What happened to Superman? Superman was never Superman, but he's always been Superman, but he was the government found him instead of his parents okay, but did the, but that, and locked but him that, in jail. But that makes sense for the story that is being told. In this and case, Flashpoint, you, you interjected a flashpoint a piece of flashpoint point into in the that thing in there. Nothing to do with the story. With it, right. You can exactly. totally remove that and it makes and, and that the, the, from the story, you don't need it. That's why it's one of those things where it you're you're on pace like, okay, I'm following what's going on. They're 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 tracking this uh white whatever it was called um what was it the um oh uh yeah i know you're talking about they're, 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 yeah the he's, ship yeah, yeah he's tracking out of the ship whatever he's, he's tracking the fact that you know there, there's a manipulation <laughs> going on with superman and you're tracking this story but then like boom that boom. happens you're right dream sequence what what he's having <laughs> he's having dreams he's having dreams yeah. he's having nightmares yeah you know i mean he's deep and brooding it happens yeah but then, like, you know yeah. it's it, but at the same time right there's scenes in this movie that you could take out and i get and if you took them out we'd be all right with that the problem is if you took them out you are now probably adding on four movies well, then, and that's the that's, problem. But then that's what it takes. And that's the problem. But that's what it takes. Warner Brothers probably probably be cheap in saying that if we just add a fifteen minute scene in this movie, we could save a hundred million dollars in budget of trying to make this other film and paying these actors and this that whatever and this that whatever and this just make this then, one scene then happen. Warner Brothers it's just true. need to stop being lazy. It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers it's needs true. to stop being lazy. Let's not pretend like Warner Brothers is perfect. Okay. They are definitely not. Because it's, honestly, if Warner Brothers is going to be this is going to be lazy, then all their we used to, you said it yourself. Warner Brothers has been has a history of making bad DC movies, terrible DC movies. And if that's the case, Warner Brothers need to stop being lazy. They need they, if if they made a great game and ruined it for PC. Yeah, they poured it over terribly. I mean, I don't understand how like Warner Brothers Gaming could make a great Batman video game, but make a shitty movie. That's what that's what's, what's killing me. Like what like there needs Warner Brothers needs to figure this out. Figure this out so you can start making good. Like, if, if D, does DC need to, make, need to make their own comp, like own theater company like Marvel? There's anything to be they could. Does DC need to finally say, you know, Warner Brothers, you're fucking this up? Or does, actually, I think Warner Brothers owns DC at this point. So yeah, probably, that's it's probably done. not even an option. Yeah. It's but, done. But I mean, do we? Can Warner Brothers needs to figure this out because they're letting down a lot of fans because they're just they're trying to they want to be lazy. They're, the problem is that the DC universe is a such a. I think DC doesn't know what to really do with themselves. Beyond Batman, yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's like it's fair. like yeah. I think that's the thing about it. It's like the Marvel universe has always kind of dabbled with for a while now. They've kind of dabbled. They they understand the idea that even though their stories aren't incredibly deep, there's no depth really. 
It's true. Don't don't make that face. I disagree. Man. Don't make that face. Well, I don't want to get into it. But I yeah, disagree. don't make that face. Well, There's not a lot of depth. I mean, they did a nice little they did a nice little move switching cast now with the new casting of like the new Xavier and new Magneto, and that's cool. You know, and I like that they kind of washed over the old guys. They're, the old guys are gone. You're Patrick Stewart. That, that's that's Fox. I'm talking Fox. I'm, I'm talking Marvel in general, dude. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, because you need to, you need to be more. Just, you need to no, be no, no. I'm not. I'm being. I'm not. I am using. Right? I'm using the fact that these Marvel movies are being put together. Whatever. I don't give a fuck who makes like w- what the people are. Whatever. Essentially, but they're using this storyline, and Marvel has the idea that of connecting universes. That's what they do. So everything connects. Everything makes sense. And that's what they do. All yeah. right. In the Mar- Marvel, in the Marvel, Marvel, right, Marvel, Marvel, okay, Studios, so, so, yes, so but Marvel right Studios is not connected with Fox Marvel, so you gotta be careful when you use X Men well, as an example. Well, with, unfortunately, when I watch a Marvel film in the very beginning, it says Marvel, and it says Marvel in the beginning, it's Marvel to me, right? But it's Marvel to the average fan. Studios, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Average fan knows that no, no, they don't. Fox and Marvel Studios. No, no, you don't. Yes, they do. The average moviegoer says, "Oh my god, look at the bright colors, Captain America. Ooh, he's so pretty." You know what I mean? Boom. They watch it. They they don't give a fuck who makes this film and what people like that. Now, at the same time, DC, like DC, Warner Brothers, all they really know is Batman, and Batman, unfortunately, is such a great story that's been around for such a long time that if you told me that Justice League movie could never happen, you told me that we're gonna just do three straight Batman movies with Ben Affleck, I'm good with it. And you could retell the whole goddamn story all over for me. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? I'd be alright with it. You don't gotta do Justice League for me in my book. Mm-hmm. After I watch what Ben Affleck do. Now, a shame I would lose Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman was pretty good. You know what I mean? But I have no idea what they're gonna do with Cyborg. None. I have no idea how you're gonna do Cyborg. Based off what they showed, I have no idea they're going to... I don't know what they're going to do with that. Flash seems pretty easy to do. Yeah, you're right. They could have maybe used the guy from the show. Mm-hmm. But I think I felt that probably could have been a Netflix movie maybe. You know what I mean? And the fact that now they're bridging it with Wonder Woman, which some people are saying it's a good idea. Some people are saying it's a bad idea. It's... I don't watch neither show, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, Supergirl. It's Supergirl? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know what's going on with that. And, like, Aquaman... His character in general has always been kind of weak. You know what I mean? It's kind of a weak storyline, plot line. So you're going to have to really work with but that. See, I think this is a – this to me, though, are symptoms of a greater problem. Like I know you love to beat up Marvel Studios and Fox Marvel, but the fact of the matter is like when Marvel Studios is coming out with, for example, Black Panther, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Black Panther. But I have no I idea. Know, but I know it will be good. Like, cause like the characters, these are characters that like every character that we've seen come out of Marvel Studios, like nobody knew that they wanted an Iron Man film. When Iron Man came out, the only people that probably really cared about Iron Man were anyone that ate, were, were comic book fans because he's just he's a character that nobody knows about. Like you can ask the average person who's Spider Man, who's Batman, who's Superman, and they know those people. But, I knew I knew Iron Man was. But you do, but not a lot. There are some people out there that don't know who Iron Man was. But when Iron Man came out. That movie was huge. That movie was awesome. It changed the face of, in a lot of respects, it changed the faces of to superhero be, To films. be honest, Robert, when Iron Man came out, I would say that when it really first got announced, kind of, everybody kind of washed it over. Right. You know what I mean? you don't and care it's about like, Iron Man. Well, you didn't care about that, but then they casted Robert Downey Jr., which he was somebody, but then a lot of drugs happened, yeah. and he became a nobody, True, but still. and then he became somebody but, again because he, 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 he he he's a fan of Iron Man one. You could tell he's a fan of it, 
and he truly enjoys doing that role. But my the point I'm getting at though is like Marvel Studios has consistently released characters out has put characters out there that we don't really necessarily care about but turn but somehow makes them good movies and makes them characters that we actually now care about. Uh, no one was out there screaming for a Thor movie. But I'm still Thor, not screaming for a Thor movie. Right, but the Thor movie that came out is was good. The first one or second one? The first one. The first, first one? one? The first one was much better than the second one. Ugh. Captain America. Now, I'll admit, Captain America 1 was not a great film, in my opinion. I was. I mean, it's good, but it was not as compared to their other stuff. But Captain America Civil War? Civil War? Amazing. Like, the, the Winter Soldier was... Yeah, Civil, Winter, yeah, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, Ant-Man. Like, no one... Who cares about Ant-Man? No one gives no a one rat's cares. ass about Ant-Man. But you know what? Ant-Man the movie was pretty good. I like Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Ant-Man good. the movie was really good. You know why? Because it came with low expectations, didn't you? Right. But still, it was still Thank good. You. And that's... And, I mean, and, it's but, okay. The point I'm getting at, though, it's is... It's okay. Like, is with, with Marvel, though, is when they... When, like... We know we're going to get a Doctor Strange movie. Again, no, who who outside of comic book geeks knows who Doctor Strange is? Doctor Strange movie is going to be really you know tough. What? That's going to be tough. You no, know it's going to be good. And because you know, ben, like Benjamin, Benjamin Cumberbatch, right there, that he, he he's, knocks he, everything he's, out of the ball. Yeah, part. Benjamin Cumberbatch is he is the man. He is he is the man. <laughs> um, it's true. Now let me let me wait a minute. Here, let me pause this for a second. Okay. Now the problem with I think what DC is not trying to do. Well, I think what DC is actually trying to do, what Deep Marvel isn't doing, these Marvel movies, I'll mm-hmm. say that, there you go, Marvel movies isn't doing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to make it more of a connecting universe and the idea that when a world event happens on a grand scale, people don't just disappear. In Marvel movies, people just disappear. You got to back that up with something, because every in every Marvel movie I've seen, there has been a continuity and everything In links. Civil War, their fans are going to watch Civil War, and they're going to wonder... Where the hell is Thor and where's Hulk? But you know what happens to Thor and Hulk because they wrap that up at the end of Ages of Ultron. Hulk has gone missing, and he's Thor, gone missing. Hold on, and Thor has said he has said I'm going to go investigate the situation that I came that uh, that I came across in Age of Ultron. Now, if you follow Geek News, you already know Hulk is going to be in Thor Ragnarok, and there is going to be a story there that's going to pick up from End of Age Ultron and explain what has happened to, happened to the Hulk since then. But again, Everything the is the average person but not continuity, know that. But there will be con- I promise you. Right now, you're like you're like, oh, what's gonna happen to Thor and Hulk? But what's there's but there will fan, be. Dude. I can guarantee you, when you see Thor Ragnarok, there will be continuity because the, the writers' committee in Marvel ensures continuity. They ensure it. Films. They ensure it. Continue all their films. I respect and to sit, the insurity. And, and, to, and, and to sit there and say that well, there's, they don't pay for their consequences. Civil War is the culmination of. All these major events, you see it in the latest trailer. Well, it's like, nice to know they wait to like third, fourth film to finally get because, to that. But yeah, but there's gravity there. You, finally, you can joke it all you want. I'm not joking. I'm well, just saying. I'm being honest. But I'm just saying. Like, it's nice that the fourth film they finally address it. Good. Well, hey, but, good. But you know, finally, because, yeah, they've already destroyed enough. Finally, to finally I, I, say I, that. Look, it'll, yes. it'll, but you know, at least we'd be good. Batman v Superman. Yeah, sure, they addressed what happened to Man of Steel, but. It, the movie was Bumkiss. The, the movie, movie was, was don't, such Bumkiss. Don't do that. It was. Don't do it that. It was Bumkiss. Let oh me my tell God. you something, all right? For those that liked that film and those that didn't like the film, I guarantee that if I if I to ask these people, hey, did you ever see did you ever see Watchmen? Have you ever seen Sucker Punch? All right? Zack Snyder directed these films. And both those films, cinema, 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 
It looks cinematically. Beautiful. Cinematically, it looks beautiful. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? These films are beautiful. Now, Zack Snyder and, and his people each fell and, flat. And, and, <laughs> Watchmen didn't fall flat in my book. I liked it, but in the same sense, big blue they, penises. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's a big blue penis. <laughs> yeah, I understand. That's what you think about. But I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, man. Same sense. You know, the film itself. You know, I mean, they are put together reasonably well. But Sucker Punch suffers from the idea that what the fuck's happening. And they don't explain too much, and they just let the movie happen. And then Watchmen kind of affects by the uh, suffers from the idea that there's nothing funny about it. There's nothing funny about that film at all. There's you watching it. There is a lot of drama and action happening, whatever, which falls into the idea that people watch this Batman Superman movie and. They're upset that there's no jokes. Well, I'm sorry, Batman's not a comedian. Think, no, hold on, time out. No, 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 no. You talked enough. All right, no, the, the, you talked enough. No, no, no. Oh, okay. You talked enough okay, here. Yeah. Wait a minute. You talked enough. You've cut me off plenty. Now, but the, like, you have the idea that this movie, Batman, I understand. You already told me that, hey, Superman's the beacon of light, and in a metropolis, things should be a little bit happier and everything else. Well, yeah, they should be, and that's, that's a flaw. Maybe they should have made metropolis a little bit a happier place. Gotham, sure as hell, not a happy place, but the movie doesn't play, take place in Gotham. The movie looks like it takes place mostly in Metropolis, with a few scenes in, Metro- in, in Gotham itself. But, in all in all, like I said, if there are certain films that were Warner Brothers, I don't blame Zack in this. I'm going to blame Warner Brothers in the idea that, yes, Warner Brothers is pushing this a direct competition to the Avengers movie when they shouldn't be doing that they should be more focused on the idea that, all right, they have their movies and they're doing their way. We're going to make our movies, because I've always looked at it this way. I've always, rest of these movies is Marvel movies, the Marvel X-Men universe, da-da-da-da, whatever. It's always more kid-friendly. There's a lot more kid toys. You know what I mean? I see the commercials on Cartoon Network over and over. They show them. They show these movies. There's people dress Halloween costumes. They dress in Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. It happens. They're more kid-friendly films. And I think they've always stayed that, and they should stay that way. You know what I mean? But then the DC universe, you know, I always thought that it's more adult-friendly. I thought it would appeal to more of the adult. But the idea that they're saying that we're going to try to directly compete against them, I think they flawed. Because like you said, they did inject a little too much in that film. And if they took those out of that film, maybe the movie would be, one, two hours long, which would be fine. And then, two, you know... You, you would you wouldn't feel that it was a jumbled mess because like I said you didn't have pro- you didn't have a problem with the fight at the end you didn't have a problem you didn't have a problem with the fight at the end you didn't really you know what I mean yeah you have a problem with Lex we all have problems with Lex everybody has problems with Lex we have to we have to get over it and um, <laughs> we all we have to get over it unfortunately you know what I mean but we liked Affleck we like Gal Gadot you know what I mean the casting is not the problem hell the script wasn't really a problem either the script was decent. You know what I mean? I didn't have any problems. I didn't have any scenes where I'm like, I'm watching, like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? Hell, I thought some of Lex's soliloquies he was talking about were pretty damn good. You know what I mean? But again, it's the objection of like, let's see this, let this, let this film, let this part happen. Hey, watch this part happen. Hey, check this part happen. And then you have to try to figure it out along the way, and that's tough. Well, you know, hold on. I, I want to back up to something though, real quick. I don't think people are complaining. That there's no, it's not funny. Yes, people I think, did. Let's let's. Well, no, I think let's distinguish fun versus funny. People, like you can have a movie that is fun, but doesn't tell jokes. I think Kevin Smith hit it right in the head in his review, and it Good was old Kevin Smith. Hey, the guy's a DC expert. Beat him up all you want. Isn't he like? Isn't he like? Um, 
He co-writes or directs Flash the show. He he did direct an episode of the Flash. Okay, and he uh, he's written for DC in the past, but there's just no there's no joy in it. There isn't, and that and that's the part I think a lot of people take comfort from. I mean, don't like. I'm I mean, fine with that. You are there's no you're, because you're a dark person. I'm a dark think, person, but. I, I, is that a not because I'm black? But like, no. But, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. no but hold on, hang up real quick. Let's, let, like, let's, 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 what, what, what made Superman the original Superman movies so good? The Richard Donner versions. You mean is, the Christopher Reeves? Yeah, I mean they showed all last weekend. I was watching. A couple yeah, of them. you know what? Their reason why I think people are so attracted to them is because there's joy in them. Not necessarily that they're funny or comedic, but it's just that Superman. Is Superman like Christopher Reeve really captured what Superman is about? He's about truth, justice, the American way, hope, light, all those things, and that's why people are like Christopher Reeve is always going to be Superman because those movies, Richard Donner's Superman, the movie, and Superman Two, are they're iconic. They're yeah. and you watch them and you walk away going, "This is what a Superman movie is." Which after I, why you know, can we not return to this? Like and, and, and Batman, Zack Snyder and, and Batman is dark. I'm not distinguishing like, Zack like, Snyder, but like Batman, they're, they're, those are dark movies. But let's look at let's look at the the three Zack Snyder. Okay, I got that. But let's look at the three Christopher Nolan Batman films. Okay, okay. they are st- there's still joy. In those movies, where they're they're dark. All right, Batman Begins. That was that was some uh, there was some joy in there. But let me let's. When I mean joy, I'm not talking like happy go lucky, like people smiling. I'm talking like there's moments like when Batman is like consoling the kid. Right, he's on the edge. Like in Batman Begins, he's on that ledge, and the kid comes out and he gives hope to that boy, or he shows up to save the people when they're freaking out with the gas. Or the dark in in you know the dark uh, the dark night, you know when he interjects with Harvey Dent about to kill that guy, to let him know, hey man, you are better than this. That's the joy I'm talking about. It's superheroes are supposed to make humanity, uh, the average man know, let let them know, hey, we're better than the we're better than the villains. We're better than the bad guys. Like they are supposed to instill hope and make you feel like you know what we can lift ourselves up from down here. That's the joy I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, hey, there needs to be a laugh or a joke. I'm talking about there, you need to feel like there's hope. In this movie, there is no hope. Two there things. is no until only until the end when you actually when they come together to fight Doomsday, you're like, holy shit, they're coming together, they're fighting, they're being superheroes. That's what we want. Whoa. Whoa. When you <laughs> when you uh that's he got so point, angry that's here. What, that's All the right. point I'm getting at. That's the joy we're looking for. But I mean, the idea that where you saw hope when he said, "Hey, there's your mother's, there's Martha's not going to die tonight." You know, well, what I mean, he exactly. says that. Fun he says that in the last hour of the film, right? And here, <laughs> here's the thing, okay? Now, like I said, two things: one, Zack Snyder, three hundred, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, very depressing. Three hundred has joy in that film. They're too. very depressing films. But right, but three hundred. But you know why there's joy? In the, there's three hundred, or a reason why there's upliftingness is because guess who wrote that? Frank Miller wrote it, and he, all Frank Snyder had to do was take three hundred and transcribe that comic and put it on screen. I understand, <laughs> but I mean, again, Zack Snyder's master of darkness, I guess, but <laughs> dark cinematography. But at the same time, with Batman, or she used Batman as example on this, I would say, well, let me go back to Superman. The Superman example you gave. With the old school Superman movies, which I did watch, the first ones were really great with Richard Pryor in it. Awesome, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and Henry Cavill is a good Superman. He is. You, you, I like you, Henry you watch, yeah, you watch him kind of like Christopher Reeves. You're like, 
I can see this. Like this is, I can see it. Their hair is the same way and everything. It's kind of. I cool. love Henry Cavill. I think he's great. He's I, awesome. I, he I, looks. He's huge. He's, yeah. he's a muscular. He is Superman. Don't get me wrong. Christ. I look at him like that's Superman. That's Superman right yeah. there. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I guess in the older Superman movies, the the way the gravity was happening on the Earth at the time doesn't seem to really test the will of him. Mm-hmm. Like you, well, Superman, like when Man of Steel, his will gets tested a couple times. General Zod brings him to the brink. Sure. You know what I mean? And then in this film, you see it as well, where his will gets tested by just the people he's trying to protect. He's trying to, he's battling the battle in his head of the idea, like, look, man, maybe he's, first he's trying to understand, like, why is, why is everybody, like, this bat person in Gotham is doing this stuff? Why are you not letting me cover it? Why wouldn't you, like, even let me do that? And then all the while, this undercover, which you're right, plot hole, people on Metropolis is hating on Superman for things crimes happening across to whatever but you see him like there was happiness hope where he's there was a little montage of him doing superhuman powers and mm-hmm. saving people and there was that weird scene where he looked like a god where all like the dawn the day of the dead and everybody's like hands come towards him which is creepy that creeped me out when i saw it but at the same time batman he's 20 years hardened in I, that I, movie. I know i know problems with batman I, he's I, 20 years hardened that's yeah, why yeah. i don't i'm all right with batman that batman and Alfred, they worked perfectly in the idea that, yes, I don't expect a lot of happiness from Batman because Batman is deep and brooding. He's upset. Yeah, He's already brought to the brink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Alfred was alive. Like, I'm surprised Alfred would be dead. But Jeremy Irons, again, played a great Alfred. He was out drinking alcohol. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You saw him drinking alcohol and he's like doing slide jokes on Batman because the life he lives, like, yeah. dude, you can't do this. You know, at the same time, I'm all right with his Batman not being some beacon of height because he's already been run through the dirt. He's probably killed pretty much every major gangster in Gotham now, and he's pretty much doing smaller ones in the meantime, you know, and he just kind of like, that's where the whole conflict in that movie happens, which I won't go into. I don't expect that from Batman, though. I expect that from Superman. And I think what would have saved this movie, instead of Superman showing up to to Congress and blowing it up, I would have liked to have seen Superman get up save there it. and save them, save it, or and just get and just kind of talk to the people, like just give he him didn't give a chance, give him five minutes to just he didn't get a chance to, to talk to the people instead of just blowing it up. And I think he never got he a still chance. blow it up, but just give Superman five minutes to talk to the people, kind of get their spirits lifted, and then blow everybody up. I don't know what. I guess we can blame Congress Finch because Cong- Congresswoman Finch wastes too much time. Yeah, and her, and her yeah. stuttering, but. Anyway, we we we've spoken for forty five minutes on this, and we I think we did exactly what we were hoping to avoid to do. But I think I think we're, we're both eager to see where the where Warner Brothers goes from here. We want I think there's no disagreement. We both want to see a Justice League movie. We want to see Warner Brothers do good things. I don't need to see Justice League. I told you I don't need. Well, you to don't see need, it. but I need a you know bat, I need I need more. I need more bat flack. Right. I need more of that. But, I need. But, but I need you know, more of that you know in my life. But you know when a Justice League movie comes out, you're going to see it. Obviously. Oh yeah, I'm I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm not going to for me I want to see a Justice League movie I would love to see Justice League when they used to do the Justice League on Smallville they used to bring like a, they used to do these Justice League episodes okay I was like a, I was so I was a kid in a candy store man because I, I love the idea of these great superheroes coming together to fight a big threat that's why I love the Avengers movies um, so I'm excited about that and I want to see Warner Brothers do well I, I I just would love really love Warner Brothers just knock it out of the ball just knock it out of the ballpark just one just kind of get one movie where it just Absolutely perfect. Like I walk out of there just going, "Oh yes, you totally did this." You're gonna get it when Ben Affleck does his like, movie. I, I mean, Dark. You're gonna Knight, get I it. I remember walking out of Dark Knight going, "God bless you. This was the perfect Batman film." 
can I can I get that from even Man of Steel? I watched that Man of Steel going, man, that was a great Superman Man of Steel movie. was so great. I watched that, I was like, God, what a great film. And there are a lot of people that hated that movie, but I was one of the people that loved it. Man of Steel was I so was, awesome. I wanted to have that feeling coming out of Batman v Superman, and I walked out going, ah, uh, it was okay. <laughs> it is because it didn't have it had it had the somber ending. You can't have the somber ending and feel good coming out of movie. I guess <laughs> you can't have the somber ending, man. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Daredevil. Yes, because uh, you're caught up on Daredevil. Yes. I finished it today. I binge watched. This is I know this I know this is a show we both can we both agree is flawless. <laughs> it is. I would say I I I honestly say this is probably the best. Like this series is probably one of the best casting. It has some of the best casting because they do their own stunts. Oh, I know. Daredevil is own damn stunts. Wait, no. As I was watching today, I, first off, spoilers. Season finale. That huge fight on the rooftop. Yeah. And as I'm as I'm watching, you know, I, I begin to realize, you know what they do? That's so great. These are actually the like, actors. The acting. actors. They're acting, acting and they're fighting and they're cho- they're like really well choreographed fight scenes. Like I can actually believe this is a real fight. It's not. But wire it's not fight by wire nope it's not cgi there's no nope. cgi anime it's all. like these are like really this is them well doing it. Done they're doing their own when if, when they do a double flip kick they're really doing a double flip oh, kick yeah. you know what i mean like daredevil doing some amazing kicks you don't, you don't need like you don't need to slow down like you need to use slow motion to There's make like it better the, the, get me know? into it no yeah. it's like the idea when they they did a couple of slow motion scenes they'll kind of they showed the gravity of the hit yeah, i guess yeah, yeah. but at the same time these these fights have happened and it's kind of like the electric character she's awesome oh, i like i love the love idea her, they yeah. didn't use like an american-born female you yeah, know yeah, i mean yeah. they use she looked biracial i guess yeah um but you know she i love her character her courage is great you know what i mean um revisiting back when you asked me before nick would you i said my name as uh you feel <laughs> about punisher punisher his character he played punisher was i think was good they're talking about doing oh i know here's a piece of news that we should talk about real quick while we're on the subject uh, looks like John Bernthal is getting his own Netflix Punisher show. What? Tell me how awesome that's what? going to be. Because he was so good on Daredevil. Because I, I mean, I, like, I think he was good as I think he was good as Punisher. I mean, it'd be nice to flesh out his character, I guess. Because I mean, it's like he seemed deranged most of the, most of the series. Like you watch it, and he's just deranged. He's just a man hell bent on revenge. But, but when he but at the end, he kind of comes brings it together. Yeah, he comes together, and you see him on the thing, and he has his, he had the Punisher hel- yeah. like the symbol on his chest, whatever, and he's kind of like, and it, it was like the whole the whole thing itself, like I, it had great pacing. Yeah. Like the series itself had great pacing, and you got to understand like daredevil he evolved the middle of the movie of the movie i call it a movie but the show where he he now could understand he could hear people's breath like yeah. his his hearing is yeah, yeah. even better now so he could understand he could hear people breathing so he can know where people are at so he's you know that that would stick reappearing again whatever a stick and his underlying thing happening what's going on with him yeah i mean it's just a just happened the action itself is so worth coming to the show because yeah. you're like the, the action you're seeing like I think season one, the hand to hand combat was pretty good, but then you saw like this whole like ninja force and Daredevil and Electra's fighting these people. All the while, you got Wilson Fisk. You know, what I mean, when you when they first introduced Wilson Fisk, yeah, yeah. and he's benching like six hundred pounds. Yeah, you know, what I mean, you're like he's benching I, six without yeah. without sweating. I, I loved what I loved about that was because at first when I, when I saw them, because when I saw them kind of break from. Because there were these episodes where it was all about the hand, right? And then you had these episodes where it was like Wilson Fisk in the prison. I was like, well, why are we going here? 
I loved every minute of that. Watching him take control of the prison slowly, like by paying out, like, you know, hey, I need need you to pay this guy's mom's rent. I need you to do this for this guy. Just seeing him moving things around. Yeah, and he's like, I need you to pay. I need you just one last thing. He's like, well, you got no more money left. He's like, don't worry. After I do this, I'll be fine. And then there's this great payoff in the end where you think, like, like where you think he's going to get, he's going to get the Punisher, but the Punisher gets him. And then they had that face off in the cell. You realize, look, like, yeah, Punisher's a force to be reckoned with, but so is fucking Wilson Fisk. Wilson Fisk. He's not afraid is... to look Punisher in the eye and tell, like, get in his face and be like, look, you're, I'm, I'm going to work you. <laughs> Wilson Fisk, man, I tell you what, I never really had a new, I have, I have a newfound respect for the Kingpin, because Kingpin's always been kind of a weaker, uh, how, yeah. he's kind of a weaker enemy. You know what I mean? And I guess because it's just based off the Marvel Universe, you know what I mean? You're not a grand person where the other people had to fight you. You're essentially only Daredevil's main enemy. Yeah. But Wilson Fisk, man, this guy has superhuman strength on the low. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can't be that big. He's not muscular at all, but he's just like that mountain strength where he just mangles anything he touches. You're like, holy smokes. And he's like, he's calculated. He's smart. He's everything we wanted Lex Luthor to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I hate you right now. <laughs> he's everything we want Lex Luthor to be. Like that actor is hitting it, and yeah. I mean Vince. He's even bald. Vince, yeah, the Vince, the Vince guy. I forgot. His, I can't say his last name. Is the Italian, but he's been in, uh, he's been Vincent long. I'm not even try because I'm gonna jack yeah. it up. You know what I mean? But he's been he's been in Law and Order forever. You know what I mean? Criminal Intent. I loved him on that show, and that's what actually sucked me in this Daredevil show because I was like, Daredevil, I'll watch it. And then I saw his song. He was Kingpin. I was like, Oh my god, I have to watch this now. That's my dude. And sure enough, he knocks that role out the park. And hell, he'd have probably been a good Lex Luthor. Yeah. But those, I mean, those episodes of Will and Fist were by far some of the, the best episodes in this this run. I mean, there were a lot of great episodes in this whole right. Series. But him, but his, he he, he take he really captures it. You know, what I mean, you're like, dude, this guy is taking over the jail. This guy is plotting his revenge back out. Yep. He is like, and he what, is. What I love about it too is they did they left no like everyone they, with the time they had with him. They still discussed some of the things that, like, hey, how's, uh, how's his wife being taken care of, or his fiance, right? Like Vanessa, and he, yeah. And they mentioned, like, hey, look, if you you're gonna start running out of money, we gotta take care of Vanessa, we gotta take care of this, and you're stretching your funds a little too far. And you see him, that concerns him. Like you see, like shit, you're right. We I need to find a, I need to kind of you know get shit in order here, make some money here in the prison, so I can take care of these other things. Right. I, I love that. Another thing I want to talk about. So we're talking about things we love about the show. That now that you've seen it, that continuous shot, the fight scene down the stairwell to the not elevator. not as excited as I was. Really? Be. Oh no. man, I love that part. Yeah. Not as excited as I was going to be. You know, what I mean, it, it doesn't have it doesn't capture season one the the hallway scene where he just the camera stands in the hallway and you see him just fight between three rooms and people, whatever. Because season one, you just I think I, I had a. I had more of an appreciation for the scene because the actor at the end, you could hear him breathing hard. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That scene, it, the camera was following him around and everything else, whatever. And he could, you could tell he was kind of doing it without breaking a sweat. He was kind of he was he was breaking a sweat, but it wasn't like season one he was doing it. You could tell the guy was like his conditioning maybe could be a little bit better because he's not even Daredevil yet. He's still trying to like figure out his own way. I'm trying to yeah, be a yeah, vigilante yeah. guy. So he's like, well, I didn't expect to fight six, seven guys. <laughs> so I'm working on beating my ass. This guy was like, he literally, he could have had like more as soon as, like, uh, as soon as the door opened up to see the Punisher laying on the ground. You could see him like slinch over like, 
yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. That was too much. It's kind of like, whoo, that was no, a day, <laughs> no day in the work up there, though. That was right, cool. I, and you're kind of like, oh, saying, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, really? It's still I mean, I like the whole, I I like the Daredevil Elektra, like, like, like they had a good chemistry with each other. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I did. I love that scene in the, in the finale where he, he like tells her, "I'll follow you wherever you go. You make me free. Like this is who I am. You get it. I don't have to hide it from you." Right. And I was just like, "Oh man, that's so great." And it makes and, sense because he's like that. Like, I know she's gonna die. It's what's so bad about. Yeah, this is gonna go down. But it's like no, it's like, he is. This is totally it. You know what I mean? Like she's. She does understand him way too well, and they have a big history among each other. And I mean, like I said, if if you don't watch that show, guys, I would recommend watching it. It's definitely a must watch on Netflix. I mean, Netflix is um, it's funny. I'm going a slight tangent because I was talking to some party about this, and I was talking about Netflix, and people tell me all the time, like, man, there's nothing to watch on Netflix. Well, here's the problem: people look at Netflix as something like, oh, I'm gonna watch movies, these new movies on Netflix. No, Netflix is a time waster. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a time waster. You need something to waste time, watch a 30-minute movie. Watch an hour-long movie. Watch a two-hour-long movie. And these movies range like, you know what I watched today? I watched a movie on there called Brass Teapot. Really? I like watching dark comedies and dark movies on there because, yeah, I'm a dark person. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and um, yes, I, I watched it, whatever, and storyline about these this couple, this young couple got married married they're broke they're flat broke the guy works at a dead-end job the girl can't get a job she keeps trying to get a job she can't get no job mm-hmm. and the guy they get in a car accident whatever the girl sees like this old lady with this brass teapot walking in her antique shop the girl goes in there and she likes it so much she grabs it and takes it home so the girl's like on the phone with job interviews and she accidentally burns herself and then teapot moves and she looks at teapot and inside money was inside the teapot generates money based off pain so then, throughout the movie, the, the movie they're like hurting themselves. They're like the guy's getting in bar fights. You know, the girl's cutting herself, whatever. The girl broke her leg. You know, what I mean, it's and a like, really weird movie. and yeah, it's a dark, <laughs> it's a dark comedy. And the girl's like generating more money. But then the teapot, after a while, they keep doing the teapots, giving them less money because teapots not excited about this anymore mm. so they have to go they went to like they watch boxing matches whatever see other people get beat up the type of getting more money uh emotional pain that they, they were telling each other bad secrets about each other whatever and that was a scene right there and they were angry at each other whatever the teapot spewing money out to the point where like death so death was the final payoff like the girl was like about to kill somebody whatever and the guy's like don't do that the guy's trying to keep his moral compass like dude we can't do this and the girl's like yes we can you know what I mean? We just one final payoff, get a million dollars. Like they've hurt themselves so much and done so much random bullshit that they include about a million dollars of money. Oh wow! To be like, we could be done with this, and then and it, it's like only an hour. It's like an hour and thirty minutes long. It's yeah, like yeah. it's not even that long of a movie. <laughs> and like the the main female actress in is June Temple. Yeah, June Temple. She was the cohort of Catwoman. And Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Okay. I know you're Knight. All right. She has an amazing rack. Let you guys know that. And um, yeah. So I mean, I, I watched it. It was time waster. You know, I watched it and I was like, all right, cool. And after I watched, it, I passed out. You know, what I mean, it was literally. So Netflix. If you're ever wondering why people have big grass on Netflix, tell them to shut up. It's a thing to just watch brainless stuff on there. You know, and you can watch things on there. Some good movies on there sometimes, but a lot of times there's a lot of awkward ass movies yeah. on there well, and you watch it, I think and it fine. what I like about Netflix this is, this is how I how I use my uh, extra uh, entertainment options Netflix for me is it's TV shows because their TV shows are amazing 
Like every every TV show I watch on there is really good. I'm sorry, House of Cards. I just started. Yeah. So no, it's for me. It's it's TV shows, and then like you said, watch it. Like what finding you're bored on a Saturday night. You want to see something different. Like you don't want to watch a box office film on HBO or or on you know Stars. You want to see something just different, something you never heard of. There's a movie on there about a, a tire. Right. It's called Rubber. Right. It got one so star. It's got it's got great like indie films. A lot of films that aren't often under the radar that go straight to straight to DVD or whatever. So that's where I go to Netflix. Amazon for me is mostly if I want to see the new release. Uh, but I don't. Uh, I, I want to run. A, I want to run a movie that I didn't catch in theaters, and it's a new release. I'll go to Amazon, and then iTunes. Like when I use my my uh, Apple TV, that's where if I, I know I'm going to buy a I'm going to buy a film digitally, that's where I go. So, and Hulu for me is also catching those TV shows that I was just unable to get on my DVR. So that's the way the kind of way I, I see Hulu. But yeah, Daredevil, Netflix. You guys got to get on that. It was just what a great show, man. Nothing, nothing bad to say about that show at all. Uh, what, what I like about it too is the stakes on that show are high. You know, uh, if, a, if a character dies, like a character dies. Now, Electra, we know she's going to come back because in the comics, her her character does come back to life, and that's a whole different storyline. But I mean, there are stakes in that show. Like right now, we know Nelson and Murdoch are are no more, which broke my heart because I love I love the idea of those two guys being together. Um, so. Great show. Uh, real quickly, I want to have you talk comment on Archer. Since you actually saw Archer, I missed it, but I'm, I gotta get my DVR set. What? How was it? Was it good? Always. Okay. It's always good. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. this season apparently are taking place in Hollywood now. They're in Hollywood, California, and um, they started their own detective agency. Okay. So I mean, serial, Cyril, Cyril. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he has like a a degree in like. Private events, private investigation, whatever. So he's able to open his own investigation, and then people, all people from ISIS, or exterminate them, whatever. I like how they went away from the name ISIS due to whole ISIS yeah, thing yeah. overseas. That's very slick of them to do that, and that's cool. But at the same time, it, it, I mean, the series they're in California, and it's it's cool. I yeah. mean, it's it's still the same old Archer brand humor. If you like it, you're oh, gonna yeah. love it. It's, it's, it just no, there's no there's no hiccup in it. There's everybody still got their things they do whatever it's funny so good, i mean good. It's, it's good yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna try to catch that on demand you uh, said you saw the um my big fat greek wedding too i did i saw it uh it's more of the same it's the same <laughs> i mean it really uh, it's, it's, it's more the same it, it's funny it's got heart like i'm not gonna lie about that i mean i watched it uh my wife and i went and saw it i mean i enjoyed it like it uh but it's it's more the same that the the, the, pro, the the theme of this movie is you know they've got a, an older daughter now who's about to go off to college. So um, uh, the main character and her husband are kind of dealing with you know their daughter going off to school. At the same time, she's kind of like uh, her. She finds out that her parents, their birth certificate or their marriage certificate was never signed. So they there's a whole you know they got to get them re, they want to get remarried. Uh, so she's dealing with that at the same time. So it's, there's a lot of funny stuff, but it's a lot of the same, more of the same. Like if you remember the crazy aunt with her stories about the twin and her in her neck, finding you know a dead twin in her neck and all these weird stories. There's that. Uh, the brothers are the you know the brothers are there again, of course, uh, giving the husband a hard time. It's 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 a lot of the same. One thing I thought was interesting though was they introduced one of the brothers is gay. And he's been hiding it from the family because he didn't know how they would take it because they're very big on you know marriage and having a family and stuff. And I thought they they did that they handled that very well toward the end. 
Um, but the movie's got, it's got a lot of heart. It's definitely a great family film. If you want a fun film that you can all go watch and have a good time and enjoy and laugh together, I recommend it. Uh, is it a great movie? Not by any stretch, but it's, it's definitely fun. So, all right. So I'm in this with this. All right. Three, name three films that you want to see this summer. Cause now we're, we're now in April now. So summer's right around the corner. Oh, that's easy. So three films. All right. That you want to see. That are on your list. Like I have to see these films of all things: uh, Civil War, uh, X Men Apoc- uh, Aco- Apocalypse, and um, I think. Oh, I don't know if I have to see Suicide Squad. I, I want to see. You, it. You're not sure if you can see. You, you, you say you're not sure. You say you're not sure. Oh, did you just say that? I do want to see uh, Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's no, I'm, I'm really. gonna see Suicide Squad. I understand that, but you gave your top three. You just you just took Suicide Squad out of there. I did. And you I'm, did. I'll tell you why because um, I just I'm not, I have no really connection with Suicide Squad. It was there. I mean, I love. If I, right now, my only reason to see that movie is Harley Quinn and Joker. Wow, that's one of my only reason. I understand. Uh, I really have no connection to those, the rest of that character. But I'm gonna see the movie. It's like Deadpool. When I first saw Deadpool, I was like. I'm gonna I see, see it, it, but I don't, but really, I don't really have any connection. Right. I don't really care if it's bad. I don't really care. But, but it was really it great. Great, and you're like, this is, this is fantastic, yeah. right? So, uh, but I definitely want to see uh, Civil War for me. That's a, that's hands down my next number one film to see. Unfortunately, I'll be I'll be away for a month, so I'll see it after everyone's already seen it. But uh, and then uh, X Men Apocalypse. I'm a huge X Men fan, so that's the next big one. But I loved Finding Nemo, and I loved the idea that Dory gets her own film. So. I never seen Finding Nemo. Really? Yep. Never is that, seen it. Is there a particular reason, or you just never came across it? Never came across it. Do you want to see it? Nah. Eh, I can. I mean, it's not. Nothing's driving me to say that I got to see this film. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, my top three, I guess I would mm-hmm. say, is a uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. I want to see that. Um, I want to see the movie The Nice Guys. Okay. I want to yeah. see that. I mean, it's a set piece in the seventies. I think it's gonna be kind of funny. Yep. It, it looks like it's a little bit of seriousness, but not. And I think. For that reason, I think that that intrigues me to say that I, I want to see this film. Yeah, you know, and I think probably if anything, I, I guess uh, I think I'm more intrigued by maybe just seeing a Star Trek film. Okay, and I'm not a Star Trek fan. I know. and really, I'm not. I'm not one of those star. I'm not a Trekkie at all. Yeah. But I mean, the the last two Star Trek films have really impressed me. I was like, I'm watching them. They're not. I don't know. I'm the guy that knows nothing about star trek so when i watch it i mean all the films happened during the 90s i was like i avoided them because i wasn't into it you know i mean my dad was more into it than i was i'm more star i was more in star wars you know i mean so when i saw the last two star four films i saw the second one at your house yep you know i was like blown away i'm like this is highly entertaining stuff and it's directed really well you know i mean i'm really interested in it and that's where i would say x-men apocalypse like i said i i'm just Days of Future Past, I, I liked it a lot. You know, what I mean, not X Men Apocalypse. I'll, I'll end up watching it probably opening weekend, maybe. But I mean, I'm not saying like I gotta watch it. Civil War, I still haven't seen Winter Soldier yet, so hell, you know what I mean. <laughs> I should watch that tonight. For you leave. I'm gonna show you what a good superhero film looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So little with that. So I mean, that that tells a lot right there. But I mean, I think there's a lot of good films so both to come out this year. We, we did not mention Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me real quick. I want to, uh, so I am a huge Star Trek fan. I'm a Trekkie through and through. I love Star Trek. Um, I loved what J.J. Abrams did with the first Star Trek film. 
I actually really like Star Trek uh, 2, even though a lot of people didn't like the fact that it was just Wrath of Khan rehashed. I liked it because it, it. it was Wrath of Khan from a different perspective. Cumberbatch. Yeah, Cumberbatch is awesome. Um, I am scared for Star Trek Beyond. Really, really scared. Because I like that, that the new Star Trek films have amped up the action. I like that they got a fresh new cast. But... I'm so scared that Star Trek Beyond is going to be basically become Fast and the Furious 7 Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> Stop that. Because everything – I watch that movie and I go, there's nothing – like there's glimmers of Star Trek in what is ultimately becoming a a a Fast and the Furious film. Uh, and that's because Paramount wanted to copy what James Gunn did with Guardians of the Galaxy. He wanted Star Trek and Gar- to be Guardians of the Galaxy. There are two different types of science fiction. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy is more like Star Wars. It's, it's more like – Guardians of the Galaxy is more fun. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, more, it's extremely a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's, but it's, it's more like – Happiness, talking, it, talking raccoons. Right. If you're going to compare Guardians of the Galaxy to a science fiction franchise, you need to compare it to Star Wars because it's more Star Wars than Star Trek. And I'm really scared for this movie. I, I, every time I watch the preview – I get a little bit more excited, but I'm so scared, and that's why I didn't put it as my top three. I'm going to see it, obviously. Independence Day, I want to see Independence Day. It is definitely one of my top films to see this summer. Um, I loved the very first one, and based on the trailers I've seen so far, it, it looks pretty good. I know you have trepidations about it because they couldn't get Will Smith to come back. but You can't, um, get, you can't get the original leading character in this film. I have problems with it. Now, yeah, I, I, I can see why that would be the well, You would have trepidation with Star Wars Force Unleashed if... Like they couldn't get Luke Skywalker, or the, no, they couldn't get Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford would come back, but then Carrie Fisher come back because she has nothing better to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, you, you're right. No, you're you know right. what I mean. You'd been like, you'd been like, yeah. what? You'd yeah. been like, oh, now, you lost, lost credibility. Movie I want, like, I saw you, you're screaming through them. It's not coming out in the summer, but Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One, is coming out in Christmas. I'm extremely excited about that film. Let me real quickly. I know we were going to talk about ending it, but. I want to talk about the fact Force Awakens came out in digital HD. Um, I think that's a, that's a, I think we, that's a great a movie. We agree. We both really liked a lot. Um, I'm, I think we're both pretty excited about how Episode Eight turns out with all the stuff that we learned in Force Awakens. Um, I want to comment very quickly though on the other Star Trek universe things. Rebels. Uh, I know you're not a big cartoon guy, but. I'm a big cartoon. I watch cartoons every day. Right, but I know you don't like the Star Wars cartoons. But I would I would encourage anyone who's a Star Wars fan, you need to watch Star Wars Rebels because that show is so perfect. And you want to talk about building a, a greater Star Wars universe? This show is doing it. And if you're a fan of Clone Wars and you want to know what happened to Ahsoka and you want to know what happened to Ahsoka and her relationship with, with Anakin Skywalker – the season finale episode where Ahsoka Tano faces off against Darth Vader is heart wrenching. I've always said that. I've always asked that question. What's that? What happened to her? Because I mean, I thought so, she'd be a great character to add right. to this storyline, to this premise so, with everybody in there. Clone Wars, she discovered that the Jedi were not entirely as good as they claimed to be, and she left on her own will. So she just kind of disappeared. So she left the Jedi Order. She comes back in Rebels, and now she is a uh, she's leading the uh, she's leading the re- the rebellion. She's helping to organize the rebellion. Along the way, she under- she learns of this new Sith, Darth Vader, and she's beginning to th- and she's wrestling with the fact who is Darth Vader. 
she thinks it's Anakin, but she's not sure. In this episode, it can she confirms her fears, and they're forced to face off, and it's a masterpiece. I couldn't even erase the episode of my DVR because I'm going to watch it again. It's so yeah. good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, there's a great scene. I see you watching here on your phone. You have the sound turned off, obviously for the for your for the the podcast. But what's going to happen here is there uh, she's going to strike him, and it's going to split his mask open. And there there's this great scene where you see part of Anakin's face, and it's his voice the the voice that they use for Anakin from Clone Wars. Okay, they combine it with uh, because he's still talking to the mic. They you hear his voice, and they combine it with James Earl Jones, the Darth Vader voice. Hmm. And he's like, and uh, and he pretty much tells her, "I'm going to kill you." Like he's like, "The Anakin Skywalker you knew is gone. I will destroy you." And it's so good. That's another thing too. Which, which, which another reason why this this show is so great is they bring the original cast members back to voice these characters. Dar- James Earl Jones is the voice of Vader in this episode. In every episode, good stuff. Wow. Okay. And that's like that's Rebel. That's a. Is that on Disney Channel one? Disney XD. Yeah. So you got to have ca- ca- uh, cable to get it. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's again, if you're not, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're not watching Rebels. You're wrong because this show is it's so perfect. Oh, rated so Y seven. That just turns me off, man. But that, that pissed dude, the, whatever hard on I had just took it away. They're, they're not, but they're, they're not afraid to kill people though, man. They killed some folks. They killed off uh, some folks in this episode. Actually, uh, they have these ones that are called Inquisitors. They're not quite Sith, but they're they're uh, essentially they work for Vader, and they're good with the, they're powerful with the dark side, and um, they kill them. Um, Darth Maul is also comes back in this episode, and he seduces Ezra to the dark side. It's it's great. This whole this episode is so masterful. It it I can't say I, I couldn't erase it. I was like, I'm gonna watch this again. Good stuff. Yeah. So Star Wars, a lot of big things come from there. Rogue One, extremely excited about episode eight. I mean, we we found out recently we've got Laura Dern coming in in episode eight. We've got uh, Benicio del Toro is showing up in episode eight. So yeah, he needs of, to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of fun things there. Um, you know, going back and watching the Force Awakens on digital yesterday just. You know, wanting to know what's going to happen. What, what are the fate of these characters? You know, uh, we we leave off. With, what's Finn's purpose? Yeah, we've we we all what well, we we leave off, and we it's already been confirmed. They've already filmed the first scene of episode eight, and they they pick up right where they leave off with uh, with Ray and Luke on that mountaintop, and he she bringing the lightsaber. So where the, do we go from here? And just seeing that look of hesitation on Tim is staring. Yeah. Why do you always beat everything up? Why can you not see the the masterfulness in these things? Yes, the dark side. Yes, no, just, but I mean it, it's okay. I mean it's gonna be good. You know I'm gonna watch it. So I mean whatever. You know what I mean it's we know it's gonna pick up and it's gonna they're gonna see where interesting where the story's gonna go. They're gonna flesh out these characters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, Finn is still very much an enigma to me. So. I don't think so. I don't. I I watched it. Again. He's the only stormtrooper to ever break free, and which is bullshit. Why? Why can't he have a conscience? He's the that. only one. People they should have. They should have said at least like because he said they were talking about the mind. You know the mind. Uh, you know just the what's it called? You know just the idea of brainwashing, whatever, and like, right, like that, is, whatever. This is his first they sh- battle, man. He's it's his first that. battle, but I mean, he can't be the only one ever to break free and do that. And they should have said, like, maybe that's why, you know, we 
we should keep using clones because clones, you know, never did this. I but guess, you know, they maybe like that, where you use regular people and they break free, and he happens to break free, and now this guy has a sense of humor. You know, I mean, he's like baby Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, he's ever. I'm like, dude, I, I have a hard time with taking him in. Everybody else, I was fine with. Everybody else in this film, I was okay with. This Finn's character, I think they should have gave me a little bit more background. The idea is is he is it a rash of other stormtroopers are breaking like out of the of the mind trance whatever and being broken not being being sucked in that way how did that one guy know he was traitor the moment he looked at him i like he's a traitor how did you know he's in street clothes man is he your boy i mean what what is that it isn't like a deadpool seeing bob you know what i mean i mean <laughs> where they have a past and a history you know what i mean did you know he was y'all wore helmets y'all look the same i mean i was confused okay fair fair enough fair enough all right, all right, folks. We are at an hour and fifteen. Uh, I know that this podcast is kind of all over the place. We're going to get back into it. Uh, we'll have we'll do another one this Wednesday. Uh, I know this was kind of our geek podcast, but I'm sure we'll bring another geek podcast Wednesday. Unfortunately, not a lot going on in Virginia Beach, Norfolk this week. I mean, uh, I didn't go to any new restaurants. I don't know if you went. to There's nothing really new. happening down here. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, we're in this weird low. Yeah. We're in this weird time where it's that low before yeah. summer now. Next weekend, though, April 9th, well, I may not be here. I'm supposed to leave, uh, go out of town again the 8th to the 18th. But if I do happen to be here, next weekend is the She Crab Festival. I don't know if you're available mm, on the 9th. I heard about that. We can probably check that out. Um, it's getting into spring, so I know we'll pretty soon we're going to see the Spring Wine Festival pops up in Norfolk. Uh, spring Beer Fest usually pops up in Norfolk as well. So if I'm available and you're available, I, I'm a, I'm out of town a lot this month. So... Uh, I don't want to make any promises, but right now, I mean, there wasn't much going on. I mean, uh, the wife and I went and did Asian Lanterns again last night. That's still nice. Fun. Yeah. Um, we went to Zoe's. I took her to Zoe's again. Uh, this time I had the ribeye. It was – oh, I do want to say one thing. If you're going to go to Zoe's, you got to order this one thing. It's not on the menu. Uh, it's called the Chef's Table, and it is a, it's an appetizer, and it's got all these different fine meats. Like it's got like ham that's been cured for like – you know 18 months it's got uh these, these really fine smoked sausages had uh, bacon on the bone just it was really really amazing just hmm. absolutely amazing it's okay. expensive as fuck it was 25 dollars <laughs> shit yeah for was, appetizer yeah but it was damn good i mean it was we, we, like everybody in the restaurant was like what is that? Like, they're all like just no like, shit. Sixty five dollars, dude. Yeah. My shit better have like neon lights come out that like, bitch. Like uh, it had like honey with a honeycomb, and you can eat the honeycomb. It was good. Yo, it better be like presented by a half naked chick with like <laughs> with like fucking like wine coming out of her boob. I mean, I want I want the works. Sixty five dollars for an appetizer though. It was it was it was amazing. Jesus. Um, but uh, I'm trying to. Think, we didn't really do that much. Jesus. We didn't do. I mean, nothing nothing crazy. I mean, Jesus. I know. Um, Whoa. So a slow week. I never in, heard about that. Uh, slow week in Virginia Beach. Uh, did read some new stuff today on the, the debate with the light rail. I guess apparently it's getting more heated. Uh, Trump. Yeah, they, they, they compared it to the Trump presidential race. Trump. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get, we'll give some more on that in yes. the future. But uh, in the meantime, we uh, folks, I'm uh, glad you hung out with us, um, and we'll see you probably Wednesday. Yes, we will. All right, everybody, have a good night. Have a night, guys.